When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Agony Uncles. And unsurprisingly, I'm Uncle Si. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm your Uncle Dave. And here we are again with episode 58 of The Agony Uncles, the weekly delve into the worries and woes of modern world. We're here to help, you know. One minute life's fine and dandy, and then the next, it's suddenly, well, it throws you a bit of a curveball. Something comes along that makes you say rude words. Well, that's where we come in. We've seen it all on our many travels. By God, we have. And that's where we want to help you with your problems and predicaments on this, the Agony Uncles podcast. Now, helping us with our troubles and trials this week is the voice of your problems. The thin white duke himself, Mr. Mark Jeeves. Hello Hello there. Hello. Lovely to see you. And uh, yes, I must say we've had a mixed, mixed old bag of troubles this week. So uh, it's not just the cookery. Uh, There's all manner, all manner of issues coming your way this week. But uh, I know that you'll be able to deal with them because you are the Agony Uncles. And we've got a nice post back. So thanks to everyone who's got in touch. And here she is, the Queen of Quibbles, the Princess of Problems. It's our posh tash. Good morning. How are we all? Very, very good. 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 Yes. And for those of you without television, Posh Tash is looking like a uh, a Bond girl this morning. Yes. Uh, Dave have decided. Yes. It must be the small white bikini as I stepped up the bar this morning. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. That'll, you're looking flipping hot. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Pussy galore. Yes. <laughs> no, that, that was on the Blackman. I made her up once. Yeah. Did you? You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit. Not the, ah. no, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to no, go her there. Face, no, don't, please, God, please, God, Tash, don't, Posh, don't go there. I won't go You're there. You're in enough trouble as it is, you, honestly. <laughs> well, thank you for the compliments. I was actually just going to say, when you said about problems and swear words, it makes you say swear words. I made a massive faux pas this morning. I was in the car just dropping my smallest child and a friend off, so he's out for the day because it's Easter holidays. I was dropping them at a camp. And a car pulled out, a van actually pulled out in front so dangerously that it nearly hit me. And it wasn't my fault, it was theirs. And I was so angry. And when some, and I'm not a road rager and I'm not a massive swearer either, but my God, did a word come out of my mouth. And then I remembered there were two nine-year-olds sitting behind me. And that was a mistake. But mm, when someone tries to kill me and my children, it it all comes out, I'm afraid. uh, Yeah, well, I think that's only fair. Yeah, mama's gone gangster. Was my Bond villain. (laughs) Killers in the jungle and all of that. <laughs> right, Uncle Dave, let's waggle your jingly wingly fingery thingy. Bong 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 bong. No, oh, Bond finger. We like that. The name's Bond. Bong 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 bong. James Bond. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best In this week's Cacophony of Catastrophe Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash You will need to reach deep into the bottom of your hearts To help these poor, tragic troubles We have 
Brainy Biscuits. We have Lovely Person, Terrible Cook. We have Boyfriend Fish Face. And in Confidential Corner, we have The Love Honey Horror. But we're going to start with Brainy Biscuits, and this comes from Ben, who says, Hello to the Hairy Bikers, Posh Tash, and the Duke. That's me. I'm Ben, and I'm a secondary school sixth form teacher in Sandwich in Kent. And before I ask for some advice, I want to say how you boys have been exactly what I needed after a long day of kids being naughty and marking. Your podcast has been uh, my favourite for a long time now. Anyway, back to the well-needed advice. I'm planning on baking some biscuits for the first day of my students' exams. All in all, we're looking at about 100 biscuits. Now, I can cook a mean risotto, but baking scares me to death. My girlfriend will hopefully help, but I'm looking for a simple but tasty biscuit recipe so that my students have a little treat before they start their long journey of exams. What would you recommend? And as an extra challenge, I want to make them brain-shaped because I'm a psychology teacher. So a recipe that can be moulded or cut easily would be great. Thanks again for any help you can give. That comes from Ben. Over to you. Got it, Kingy. In our brilliant Bakes cookbook, the new one that's out, homemade ginger nuts. Do you know what? That's exactly what I was going to say as well. And, and it'll get a crackle on the top that looks like a brain. Yes. Superb. Ginger Genius. nuts. I have to say, I can vouch for that because I've absolutely cooked that recipe and absolutely made them into different shapes it's absolutely the most delicious ginger nuts you've ever ever had so we better put it on the website then haven't we yes. yeah, yeah we should yeah. yeah uncle barry will help us with that one yes. yeah yeah it, it's a good recipe actually ginger nuts like big soft chewy cookies do you remember we made those sour cherry Ooh, cookies yeah. once at henley for the regatta they yes. were good and you put sunflower oil in the mixture and it's that's what's secret to stop so they were still chewy but I think if you're going to do 100, it's just ginger nuts. You can't whack it, really. Nah, nah. I, I, I'm in 100% agreement. I have nothing to add. We could do as well, if you wanted something savoury as well. In that same book, it's a fantastic recipe for cheese shortbreads, which are incredible again. Um, but, if, you know, if people think of shortbreads as being sweet, but not these are savoury and fabulous. And um, proper cheesy nibbles. What's not nice. the Make a biscuit. You can always ice things to decorate. So whatever your base, surely if he's making brains or he's making hearts or what he, you can you can just ice things, not your cheesy ones, I admit. But you could no, ice. You wouldn't you wouldn't ice our ginger nuts. That would be no, like putting no, a sack true. on the Mona Lisa's head. Yeah, or, or, or whitewashing a Rembrandt. Why would he put icing on our ginger nuts? That's, that's just wrong. I mean, it's God. just fundamentally wrong. God Almighty! Mighty, I know. Sometimes you're so provincial. Honestly. <laughs> Look, homemade ginger nuts for a start. Everybody knows what a ginger nut is. And it's that, that kind of biscuit that it's kind of semi-functional when you dunk it. It's kind of too hard for a one dunk and it's too soft to survive multiple dunkings. It drops in your tea. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. then, so that's what people think of ginger nuts, but are homemade ginger nuts. Um, and they've got like some stem ginger in it and that. They're the real thing. Four. They dunk four times quite successfully and you yeah. know this i do <laughs> yes. from from experience <laughs> and i had my little spoon on standby in case i needed to hook it out the bottom but i didn't no four times they're mega it's the it's the it's the biscuit equivalent of tom daly our ginger nuts give me it again go on do it again do it again i can take it god you so can this is great <laughs> 
But then it's not like some weird kind of wholemeal cracker no. that doesn't yield when you bite into it. No. It's got the succulence of a good biscuit. And it's good because ginger will stop the little nervous tummies before they go into exams. It's very good for that, ginger. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, That's Fred Astaire. <laughs> We're not going to go into the Roger and thing, are we now? Are we? No, That's no. No, 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 let's not do that. No, no. no. Fred I think ginger. we've answered that one, haven't we? Well, yeah, no. Ah, so, there is no other answer. No, there isn't. <laughs> oh, all right. That's Tash on the spot. Right. If you were a biscuit, what would you be? Ooh, I think it might have to be a Jaffa cake, but it's not a biscuit, is it? It's a cake. Oh, yes. I quite like being nibbled around the edges <laughs> and then peeling the chocolate off the top and then you get left with the gooey jelly bit in the middle. That's yeah, yeah, it. I can see that working. Aye. Yeah, I can see it looking like that. I tell you what, you'll have a cue to nibble your <laughs> jelly bits. <laughs> or you can just you could just eat me whole otherwise. That's the other oh, one oh, oh, I straight in. Wait. <laughs> Remember you once bought me a, a, a metre of Jaffa cakes, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't like them. Doesn't like them. No. Oh, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm keen. Not, I'm safe with Dave then. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. I'm no. quite, par quite partial to a Garibaldi. <laughs> <laughs> so, Duke, what yeah. would you be if you were a biscuit? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, uh, I'm getting to the age now where I think I'm a custard cream. So I'm kind of, you know, at the top and the bottom is right, but in the middle I'm a bit soft and a bit squishy. So <laughs> I think, I th I think it's, I'd probably have to go for custard cream. That's a granny biscuit. Yeah, and this, yeah. I don't know. I've always, I've always loved a custard cream. They seem to be. I do have that reputation of being a granny biscuit, but there's something special about one of those, which a bourbon mm. doesn't work. But it, you know, it's like a, a bad copy. What? Well, it's different, isn't it? It's not a copy. Well, it kind it's of is because just... it's you know soft bit in the middle. No, it's not. Mm. Yeah. No, it's it's like it's like a Blackpool custard cream, isn't it? It's a bit <laughs> edgy. Yeah. What would you be king if you're a biscuit? Uh, wagon wheel. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They still sell those. <clears throat> Don't know. They're not but, as big as they used to be, though. No, they're absolutely not. And it's I think it's a rip off. Yeah, because you expect a wagon wheel to be a wagon wheel, and then you come and it's it's slightly bigger than. Well, not very big. It's mostly yeah. marshmallow, though, is it? A wagon wheel? It's yeah. Very, it's just sort well, of, that's sort what of... I'm saying. You know, you've got the chocolate on the outside. You've got, like, a biscuity, flakety thing in the middle. And then all the all the marshmallow. And you wouldn't dunk a wagon wheel. You would never put it into the tea. It's too big and the chocolate would melt. It's not yeah. a dunkable one. It's like a geriatric Tunnock's tea cake, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, a Tunnock's yeah. tea cake Ooh. delivers a wagon wheel's a bit, like, flat and... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. See. yeah what, what about, about you, Dave? Dave? Obnob, all the way. Because <laughs> it's like crunchy and irresistible and just sweet enough. <laughs> a bit oaty. Yeah, yeah, a bit rough in the middle, you know what I mean? But seduces <laughs> you with this mellow exterior. And you know, I can survive a triple dunking. Yeah, yeah can you? Oh, yeah. No, no, a hobnob cannot. A hobnob goes in and it goes blur. Well, I know, but it depends how long you're holding it in. You know what I did like? I used to like those, um, because they remind me of my childhood. What are those fig really sort of like rich teas, but they were finger biscuits, and they were sort of a little bit... Oh, they're really... rich teas, but long. I know what you mean. Yeah, weren't they? Like, like little fingers. I loved those. Those, those buggers collapse, don't they? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. You wouldn't make a bridge out of one of them. No. No, they'd be good when you got no teeth. You could just suck them, couldn't you? <laughs> they're such a frugal biscuit, though, aren't they? Can you yeah. remember Nice Cream? Yes. Yeah. They were epic. I think I'll yeah. change myself to a Nice Cream because 
Actually, the wagon wheels, I don't know about you guys, but the last time I had one, which must have been about 15 years ago, uh, there, there was a bit of a chemical aftertaste. Mm. Ah. Well, was it a nice biscuit or a nice biscuit? Ah, is oh, yeah. it nice or nice? Yes, mm. this is true. Well, well, I, stink- would, I would say nice, very nice. <laughs> very nice. It's go and get a packet, get me 40 Bensons and a packet of nice biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I used to love, I think I don't even get them now, I'd be crunch. They were oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I'll be crunch. I don't know those. Oh, they were oh, lovely. They, they looked like great. a ginger nut without the ginger, but again, they were a good dunker. Um, yeah, be crunch. Crisp, but lovely. Mm. Bring mm. back Abbey Crunch as well. Gypsy creams, they were nice. Oh, yeah, gypsy oh, creams, lush. Can yeah. we at least uh, agree that uh, the most pointless biscuit of all time is the rich tea? Yes. Utterly yes. pointless. Why? It has zero flavour. It just—it's just like a, a hard piece of cardboard. I have no idea. And even if yeah. you put things on it like butter and cheese and all good things, it's no, still no, no. It's rubbish. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. It's funny, isn't it, that you buy, we buy in the house? So my youngest one won't eat any biscuits apart from a chocolate digestive. Yeah. My eldest one will only eat bourbons and Jaffa cakes, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And my middle one, who's the girl, she likes to go for the fancy packets in Marks and Spencers, you know, the stem ginger with the dark chocolate edge on them, but won't eat any of the normal packets. But yeah, everyone's got their, their favourite. Yeah, yeah, but I think with that lot, you're getting away from the biscuit into the worlds of patisserie and confectionery. So you're just going for overindulgence. But sometimes, <laughs> like the Nice biscuit, it does deliver in a subtle way. You know, it subtly creeps in. And, you know, it's comforting. You know, that's a biscuit. You know, I think when you get into those kind of confections and stuff, even like the chocolate digestive, it's gratuitous. And you could sit in front of the telly eating those. Yeah. You know, but whereas you dip it. Chocolate Libanets. (gasps) Oh, chocolate Libanets. Yeah. Oh, filth. Oh, yeah. You nibble those. Nibble, nibble, nibble around the edge. The dark chocolate ones. Come on. Well, there's more uh, chocolate we... than biscuit, isn't there? So that's why they work so well. The chocolate sort of hangs over the edges. Yeah, like, yeah. and, uh, and they dunk well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sort of. But it's like a rich tea covered in chocolate, isn't it? But a little bit better. Yeah, yeah a bit better than a rich tea. Aye. That's Aye. a bit of Well, uh, Ben, I think certainly that you've, first of all, sparked a, a biscuit discussion, which is fantastic. And thank you very much for that. And uh, I'm glad we all agree that rich teas are shite. But also what we have done <laughs> yes. is that we have uh, managed to solve your problem with... The ginger nuts. Hairy ginger nuts. Hairy ginger nuts from the brilliant bake books. That's right. Give them to the kids in the school and say, here you are, have a hairy ginger nut each. Yeah, here you are, yes. God help you all. Food makes makes everything everything better. Your next problem is called lovely person, terrible cook. And for this, I need two ladies' names. Which means it's time to head to name corner... And this time, have two ladies' names from James Bond villain Posh Tash. You are you seriously asking me for two? Two. I, I'm, I'm really unprepared today, and I'm not ready. So, yeah. um, 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 well, why don't we go with Ursula? Because wasn't uh, she a Bond girl? Yeah, Ursula. Ursula, yeah, yeah. Ursula, Ursula Andress. Ursula Andress. And wasn't there a Naomi? So look, Ursula and Naomi. Urs- very good. Oh, like fe- oh, genius, genius. Ursula and Naomi. Well, this comes from Ursula. Who says, Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Tash, I have recently suffered two losses, both of which have taught me what lovely, supportive and caring friends I have. However, it has thrown up a minor problem. A friend of mine, Naomi, 
in the next town has kindly taken it upon herself to cook for me. Now, she'll text me to tell me that she's coming to drop off cottage pie, a stew, or anything else that she's been making for her elderly mother. Now, I don't want to sound really ungrateful, but my friend isn't the best cook. She never uses spices, herbs, etc., so her food is very, very bland, which her mother loves, but I find difficult to eat. I've tried putting brown or tomato sauce on the dinners or even taken some of them to my friend who has four children, but even she says her kids won't eat them either. Now, I don't want to offend Naomi, but I'm aware she's spending hard-earned cash making these meals. She won't accept any payment or a bag of groceries in return. So how can I kindly ask her to stop cooking for me? I don't want to offend her. She's really a most generous and kind and lovely supportive friend. P.S. Your podcast keep me going. Thank you. That comes from Ursula. Over to you. Mm. Move. <laughs> I I think you've got to just accept with dignity. Because I, I always think, like, I know for myself and Sai, cooking for somebody is about giving, you know, and it, it, it's a lovely thing to do. You, you really have to invest time, money and patience. And honestly, even if it's a bit rubbish, I'd, I'd just kind of, that is great. You know, I, I would do that, actually, if it was from a friend. She could find the way of saying, honestly, I'm fine now. Like, I'm really grateful, but don't waste your, waste your time. <laughs> that oh, it? gosh. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't say waste your... No, not waste your time. I mean, well, what, you know, you just, I don't you know. You could just say... You could just... I mean, yeah, just say thanks and bin it. <laughs> Such a way. I know, but you could put it in your compost. That's what yeah, I but, did. If, if she's not watching you eat it, then it's irrelevant, isn't it? Just yeah. takes it, it's lovely. Either that or, or just, if you can cook a bit, spice it up yourself and season it, you know what I mean? And, and put it right. Um, if, if she's sitting there and pinning you to the floor, you say, I'm just not hungry at the minute. I'll save it for later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she could take it down to the local food bank or somewhere and go and give it to somebody else. Well, inflict it on somebody else. What an attitude that is for it. That was what, what a posh attitude. Oh, it's shite. We'll give it to the food bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, did, that, that absolutely did cross my mind as well, mate. I have to say, I'm glad you said it. Bloody give it to the food bank. What do you mean? Honestly. No, just say thank you. Yeah, I think you've got to be pretty gracious about it, haven't you? Yeah, I think you have to. It's funny, I remember about f food banks. When I was a kid at school, we used to collect stuff for Harvest Festival. Yeah. And so basically everybody cleared out all the tins from the cupboard that were never going to get eaten. And take it. And you go into school with this bag full of, of tins and rubbish yeah. that you didn't want. Anyway, one year it went horribly wrong because not only did I, we donate all the crap we didn't want, we were on the poverty list. So we got a box back of somebody else's crap. You know, the humiliation of kids from school banging on the door with a box of somebody else's tin crap. Uh, that, that's when I knew we were poor. Oh, bless you. Oh, God. Oh. But the thing is, our crap was better than the crap we got. Yeah. <laughs> Should have kept it. So watch it, Tash. Your crap oh, might backfire and come back to haunt you. It's like the school tombola where you give the really, really shit wine you've got in the fridge and then with the label on, you keep it with the number on for a whole year and then you give it back to the tombola at school the year after. It's bad. The mulled wine or the really sort of bad Ugh. pineapple wine keeps coming back round and round again. Ugh. Yeah, I was in Raffle the other week and much to the host's delight, I won a second-hand copy of Gordon Ramsay's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those that was like about 20 years old, so, you know, the good stuff hadn't happened by then. You know? <laughs> Back to somebody else. Oh, it's, it's, diff it's difficult, though, isn't it, with, with, with when people cook for you? 
Well, it's uh, a lovely act of kindness, and I think you would have to be really pretty churlish to just kind of go, I'm sorry, but I don't like it, and thank you, but no thank you. I think you just have to smile, grin, and bear it. And then you can, you know, sporadically introduce the conversation. Listen, thanks very much for all your time and your effort, but, you know, and, and I don't... I don't need you to do it anymore now, but thank you for the support and kindness you've shown. There yeah. you go. He's just summed it up. A bit of David's, Dave's advice, a bit of my advice in one go, as said by Sai. That was lovely. That was lovely, Sai. Yes, I, I think that. I'll just go. tell her you've gone vegan. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said right at the beginning, that you just move and don't leave like her that. address. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncle's a line. Okay, our next problem is called uh, the boyfriend fish face, and this uh, we uh, we need one lady's name and one man's name. So one male, one female. Uncle Sai, a male. Uncle Dave, a female. Trevor. Trevor. Jean. Trevor and Jean. Well, this comes from Jean, who says, "Hello, hairy uncles and Auntie Tash." Ah, oh, sorry, Jean. You can't call her Auntie. She doesn't like that. It's oh. really rubbish. Oh, rubbish. Anyway, we'll carry on. Um, Jean says, "I started dating Trevor in August last year, and after a bit of a whirlwind, we moved in together at the start of November. Not very long there. There's been a few bumps along the way, but things are going well, and I particularly enjoy our snuggle time in the morning." Trevor sleeps very soundly, so I like to go and tickle him to wake him up, and then we enjoy some bedroom Olympics before snoozing for another hour till we have to get up. This was fine when the nights were long and dark, but since the clock's changed, it starts to get light in our bedroom pretty early. I woke up one morning, I was about to start my tickling, when for the first time I was able to see Trevor's face in the half-light. When he's asleep, his face looks exactly like the face of a trout. His mouth is open, his face has sort of sags backwards and his nose has collapsed into his top lip. Honestly, it's a trout face. When he's awake, this isn't apparent at all, but since I've seen it, I can't unsee it and it's cooled my passion no end. He started to notice that I'm less hands-on than I used to be, but I can't really tell him that it's because I think I've woken up in a fishmonger's, can I? Or can I? Please help. Over to you. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it all sounds rather shallow to me. Well, either that, no, the simple one to this is, I find for the benefit of sleep, blackout curtains or blinds are the answer. Or if indeed, shutters. The only problem then is you sleep so well, it's hard to get up. Yeah. But then, then the perpetual mystery, isn't it? it can, you know, Trevor can be whoever you want. Yeah, but, but, but poor Trevor, he doesn't know his face when he's asleep. And also, she does obviously know what he looks like in the daytime. So she should be fairly prepared. Everyone's got a pretty bad sleeping face, I imagine. You know, I think shut Did her I... eyes. She really needs the nookie. She needs to shut her eyes, just put her hand out and keep the eyes shut and she doesn't have to see it and she's still going to get the action. But, I mean, I think it's a bit offensive. I feel a bit sorry for Trevor. Oh, poor Trev. Mm. I was not convinced. What about, uh, what about paper bag? <laughs> With a picture oh. of George Clooney on the front. Yeah. 
You can get them. <laughs> or from the Hairy Bikers website, you can have me or Dave next to you. Oh, yeah. Yes. With, with my little face. You'd think he's... Yes, that could be a contraceptive device. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's face it. Before he wakes up, just slide your hand down, grand over his noodles. That'll wake him up. And then with a smile. And then, uh-huh. goodbye, Trout. Hello, Trev. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's... that's yeah, noodling with your... Actually, better still, do exactly that, but close your eyes while you were doing it. And then when he does wake up, because, you know, if somebody's niggling with your noodles, there's, you know, you're, you're not going to be asleep for much longer. And then when he does wake up, as Dave says, hello, Trevor. Yeah, because the thing is, your sleep time is very private, isn't it? You're, you're really... It's like going to the loo. You, you, you do things in your own way, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're sharing a bed, somebody's different to sharing a loo with somebody. But some things are private and best respected, I think. And the fact he looks like a trout. You know, how how does Jean know what she looks like when she's asleep? Yeah. Yeah. She might look like a sheep. Yeah, exactly. I think it's unfair. I think it's really unfair. The other thing, I was going to find her silver lining. When people are asleep with their mouth shut, they wake up with really bad breath. But if he's sleeping like a trout with his mouth open... When she gets to go and kiss him, it's slightly fresher than usual. I mean, there's the silver lining. You don't kiss morning breath. Oh. No. No, no. I was cleaning your teeth before the snog. No, I know, but he's got his, he's just got his hands all over his, all over his, you know, super noodles. You've started then though, haven't you? You know what I mean? That, I mean, the prostitution is no kissing, surely. Not that I'd know, just saying. <laughs> That's a bit damning on our gene. Well, you know where we're going, where we're going with this? <laughs> Prostitution is no kissing. Yes. Not that the hairy bikers were suggesting, Gene, that there was anything untoward with you. No, no. Apart from the fact you don't like fish. Uh, uh, Trevor's fish face. Yeah. Aye. I, I mean, I can see a point. What about if he's on his side? You know, when you spoon in bed. So he surely must snug on the side and then she needs to come up from behind and put her hand over the top and canoodle noodles that way round and then she doesn't see his face. You sound like the bloody elephant man. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Probably just because he sleeps with his gob open. I mean, to be fair, when your muscles are relaxing, your face and your mouth open, the resemblance to a trout or a cod, with most people, is probably apparent. I think she's shallow. Poor Trevor. Poor Trevor. poor Trevor. Yeah, yeah, but you you don't want to shag a fish, though, do you? Really? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, Gene, a couple of uh, suggestions for you there. Uh, either uh, you're a bit shallow or you need a bag over his head. But either way, we wish you luck. <laughs> what? Yes. What are Remember, we eat more fish. Eat more it's fish. good for you. <laughs> well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email, send an email to, the agony to the agony uncles. All right, it's time to head to Confidential Corner, and this is called Love Honey Horror. We need just one lady's name for this. So, uh, Uncle Dave, a lady's name, please. Uh, Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina, I say. Like it. Known as Willy. Oh, <laughs> Wilhelmina. 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 Yes. Wilhelmina. Writes. Last year, writes Wilhelmina, I broke up with my partner who I lived with, and I've temporarily moved back in with my dad and his partner. I've been a bit down in recent months, but I have started to feel better and focus on the positives of life and of starting again. And my friend said I needed a little pick me up and suggested treating myself to something from Love Honey. Now I've looked up Love Honey, and they are a well-known sex toy provider. 
After negotiating the security settings on my dad's Wi-Fi, I managed to access the Love Honey website and place an order. And let's just say <laughs> I went a bit crazy. The website said the packaging was discreet, and I deliberated on whether I got it delivered to one of those parcel pickup boxes, but I decided it should be fine. After all, no one's going to open a parcel that isn't addressed to them, would they? Well, a week later, I got a text to say my parcel had been delivered. I hurried home from work. I burst into the kitchen to see my box of goodies on the side, fully open. <gasps> my dad didn't look up from the TV and his partner said awkwardly, um, sorry, your dad thought it was for him. I grabbed the box. I rushed <clears> to my bedroom where I remained for the next three days, ensuring I only went to the kitchen for food at night so I didn't have to look my dad in the eye. And if my dad did in fact investigate the contents of the box, he now knows I am the proud owner of uh, a bottle of lube, crotchless panties, and two things I really don't want to read out. My dilemma, do I bring up the parcel and contents with my dad, or do I pretend it never happened and hope that the incident goes to the grave? There's a small chance he never actually got inside the parcel, but only opened and glanced briefly inside, maybe, possibly, asks Wilhelmina. Over to you. Whoa. I think you, the first mistake you made was um, uh, spending three days in your bedroom with your parcels. <laughs> Well, that's probably, yeah, because that's that's only confirmed what Dad thinks. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, you've, you've, so there's a 50-50 chance that he may have or he may not have. Uh, but three days in your bedroom with coming out cross-eyed is... Uh, is, is Bandy-legged and a red flush. Uh, yeah, you know, it's probably, probably a bit of a giveaway. Even if he hadn't looked in it, he knows what you're doing up there now, doesn't he? Um, yeah, oh... You've got to be careful ordering that stuff on other people's doodars, haven't you? You know what I mean? It is quite rare for someone else to open your packages. So Dad Dad clearly was thinking, what has she ordered? And he clearly did see absolutely everything. Otherwise, he'd have said, oh, there's a package for you on the table, you know, and sorry, I opened it, I don't know what's inside. But the fact it's silent, he's not said anything, clearly he knows what's in there. But he's also got to respect that she's a grown person and these things are around and... Yeah, maybe yeah, but it's, it's his daughter, that. isn't it? You know, and every, yeah. as everybody knows the idea of one's offspring doing it is quite horrific. <laughs> as, and it works both ways as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and also if she's just moved in there recently, you know, parcels come to the door and one's first reflex is to open them. Yeah. You know, I know some, sometimes like our stepchildren, the partners, if it's a birthday or something, they'll have their presents sent to our house so the other person doesn't twig and on occasion uh, you know you've just it comes through the door and have opened it without thinking not it hasn't been anything dreadful but it's just you know i haven't bothered to look at who it is because i assume it's delivered to us it's ours but maybe yeah. a dad's just well it's, it's i've got a parcel i'll open it you know i mean lil opens my parcels i, I don't open hers actually because she'd tell me off what does that say, actually? That's, that's wrong, that's wrong. Yes, that's, wrong. that's true, yeah. That's really struck me, that. There's yeah. a light bulb there, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Something's gone on there. Uh, what have I got, love? Oh, it's, it's only a model train again. Oh, all right. How much was it? Not a lot, no. Oh, so what a... you need to do, Dave, is you need to go and order something off Love Honey, and that'll shock her when she opens it. <laughs> I get a bat around the ear all the thing. <laughs> I have one of those really embarrassing situations. So the doorbell rings 
and it's a delivery guy with a package. And I I went to take it. But do you know nowadays they sometimes have to take a photo of it. They have to put it on the doorstep and take a photo of it to prove they delivered it. So I went to take it, but he bent down. And so I was didn't know what he was doing. So I went down too. And then he came up and then I went, because I didn't give... <laughs> So the two of us were sort of bowing towards the doorstep because I wasn't quite sure what he was doing. Oh, that this morning, really, the doorbell went and just got out the shower, the towel around me, and I, I thought it was like the builder coming, and he's, you know, he's all right, he wouldn't mind. I mean, I had a towel around me, it's not the prettiest thing, really. But it was, again, it was somebody wanted a signature. So I'm there like this, <laughs> and I just kind of... What, what do you do? You know, I've got a towel wrap around me. It's freezing cold. So the photo, I just give him the finger, you know, <laughs> so you know, in a cheery wave. Thought I'd try and make light to the situation. Uh, yeah, it didn't go well. No. No, no, no. Do you think they go home at night, those delivery drivers, and just have a good old laugh through the scroll of photos they've got of the random people, which are meant to all be parcels. They've got a couple of pairs of feet. They've got you and your towel. They've got me crouched smiling. <laughs> I just think the delivery drivers, because these days, they're so busy. It must be a, a dreadful job, really. You hear tales of how many tens or hundreds of deliveries in a day. A bit of wrapping up advice then for our Love Honey horror here. So uh, what would you say uh, would be the best course of action? Uh, talk about it, ignore it. Uncle Dave. Well, I think talk about it, just get it out in the open. Uncle Si. Take it to the grave. Just ignore <laughs> it. Forget it ever happened. And get back up into your bedroom and have a smashing tea. <laughs> and posture. What's the point? It's your package. He messed up. He's clearly dying inside anyway. He doesn't need it bringing up again. If he hasn't brought it up, then, yeah, go and enjoy it. If, if your, your life's, life's in a mess, mess then the email address is the agonyuncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, after all that problem solving, I think we need a stiff drink and a sausage roll. So it's <laughs> time to say goodbye. Thanks so much for writing in and sending us your troubles. Uh, we do love hearing from you genuinely and we really do read all of the messages you send us <laughs> on, so on social media. It's hilarious. Oh, yes, we really do. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all your messages. Now, remember, if you haven't already done it yet, email us. It's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Then make sure you follow or subscribe so you don't miss the new ones when they come out. Because you wouldn't want to do that now, would you? Nope, 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 nope. So, until next week, it's goodbye from Tash. Bye-bye. It's goodbye from the thin white duke himself. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me and me mucker. Bye, goodbye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.